Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast. I'm your host, Brad. And I'm Josh. How's it going, everybody? What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, crazy times we're living in, but other than that, pretty good. <laughs> but uh, uh, this segment, we are going to talk about uh, the NRS dry suits that we've received from Loveland Canoe and Kayak. Uh, it is the NRS Extreme dry suit, right? Yes. Yes, you're right. Okay. I, I, we picked out two colors. I looked like Bumblebee, and I look like <laughs> I can't think of a blue transformer besides Optimus Prime, and he's yeah. got red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, we we kind of got mixed up when you, you said I was the one that ordered blue, and you ordered yellow originally. Yeah, but you said you liked the yellow better when we bust them out, and I didn't really have a preference, so... Yeah. I told you to pick your color. You're like, I kind of like the yellow. Are you retracting on that statement now? <laughs> well, I, it's the thing is, I look like Ronald McDonald on my red kayak. Ah, <laughs> uh, my plans were executed flawlessly. Then. <laughs> no. Um, Are you going to be yeah. mad if I yell Ronald at you? No. Right. I mean, that could be my new nickname, I guess. It's whatever. <laughs> It's all right, dude. I, I'm going to clash because I'm going to be in a brown and white kayak with a blue dry suit on. So, yeah. No, I mean, we, we don't have that much time probably left really with them and when we think about it. So, yeah. Ho well, hopefully not. And I did get to get out and use mine Sunday. So, yeah, that was nice. I yeah. Got one extra trip in. But I don't know where you want to start talking about these things. Um, I don't know. Let's talk about like your thoughts of like the material, that sort of thing. You know, what the stuff that's made out of what you like, dislike, anything like that. And I'll, I'll talk about my side about it. Um, okay. So the uh, material on these things, it's like, I, I don't, I don't even know what it is. Do you know what it is? Like nylon or. I mean, um, 
it's sort of like I don't think it's Gore-Tex. They have Gore-Tex ones that are much more expensive, uh, but it's a, a fabric that's from like similar to it. You know, something that's it's a waterproof, breathable material. Um, so a lot of your um, your waders, not cold water waders necessarily, but your breathable waders that they make now that are waterproof. Um, it's the same kind of material, maybe a little bit denser. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same thing, but a lot bulkier, like in a sense, it's a lot more material, obviously going on a lot more stuff, a lot more seams because it's a one piece dry suit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sitting here looking at the product details for it right now. Uh, I couldn't remember the name of it, but it's a three, uh, three layer triton or triton, uh, fabric. Like okay. you said, breathable and 100% waterproof. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, that, I mean, I, I didn't really jump in the water. You know, I didn't want to get my feet wet. I was wearing socks under my uh, rubber gasket foots. Um, my feet still did get cold. And I think that's because I was wearing the wrong uh, uh, footwear for it. I feel like if I got a different different shoe that was made to go over that i think it'd been a little bit better but i didn't get in the water because of that so i didn't really get excuse me didn't get to feel like how warm it actually kept you you know if you're in the water yeah i know you you did get in the water though up to your knees didn't you yeah i wanted to test out to see how it was um that day i was wearing a pair of thin sims wading socks and then I had a pair of wool socks pulled over those. And then obviously the rubber gasket style booty. Uh, the booty that's on um, those dry suits are not neoprene. Um, at first, I thought I, I was under the assumption they might be, but that's they're not. The Semi dry suit is, I think. Well, it, I, I don't know. I don't know what the foot is. I know the neck area is on a semi dry suit, but I don't know about the foot. That might still be rubber. Because I know the semi-dry suits have rubber gasket wrist. You yeah, okay. Know, but I got gotcha. you. So I initially didn't feel the cold until we kind of got towards the end of the trip. And I think that might have been, it, my foot didn't get wet, but <clears throat> I had a pair of Sims G3 wading boots on. And but no neoprene sock. And I think like a neoprene would have been a little bit better as far as warmth wise, but I'm kind of thinking that it just might've been the cheap wool socks that I was wearing. So my foot wasn't, and it was really weird. It was tended, it was more my right foot than my left foot that I could tell was cold. I don't know if that's maybe the foot I tend to put in the water more when I'm getting in and out of my boat, but um, I checked and my socks weren't wet by any means. It, they were damp, but I don't think that wasn't from the water. That was from Sweat. where I was sweating. Because it ended up being like, what, like 50, around 50 degrees that day. And I was layered up pretty good underneath it. So I do, ex- uh, real quick while I'm thinking about it, anybody who is going to buy an NRS dry suit in the future, look to buying one size up. Brad and I both oh, yeah. size-wise were about the same height and um, I probably outweigh Brad by a little bit. 40 but... pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. It might be now. Who knows? But <laughs> um, 
I think, though, that we made a smart decision by going up to the XL instead of being in the large. Because um, I noticed our dimensions were on the higher end of the large and then the lower end of the XL. And when we layered up that day, <clears throat> I still had flexibility, which was kind of important because I did have a bad experience during the turkey bowl where I wore those waders. And when I wore my waders, I layered up, which isn't a big deal when I'm actually just wade fishing. But when I was in a pedal drive with my knees bent all day like that, it got to be real uncomfortable trying to pedal. And I could see how it would be just sitting like that in a kayak all day. It would have just been felt like, you know, you're getting your circulation cut off to your extremities or something. But, um, but I was, that was definitely a good choice that we made when we pulled them out of the bags. I remember looking at them and being like, dude, these things look huge. Like, yeah. but once we got them on and I saw how flexible we were, like I, I was happy with it for sure. So, yeah, I was going to say something about that too. I, I was talking to a friend this past weekend and, uh, I was telling him about that. I'm really glad we went with the larger size, um, a smaller size. I just feel like, I'd get a little bit claustrophobic in there and it'd feel like trying to get out of that dry suit would be a little bit tougher, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. Cause it's not easy to get in and out of them by any means. There's, there's a method to it too. Yeah, there is. Hey, you, you basically got to put the uh, right arm in first, the left arm in, and then put your, put the thing over your head and pull down. But it's a lot harder when you're uh, taking it off. I think. Yeah. It's a little tricky. Yeah, definitely uh, sizing up helps. I, I felt like there was room to move. I didn't feel like it was too much, too baggy or anything like that, or too long for me. I, I'm six. I'm almost 6'2". Uh, the extra large was perfect. Yeah. I, my my the you know the leg uh, the leg material wasn't dragging on the ground when I was walking or anything. So that that that's important because you can um, you can wear holes at, in the bottom of it. it doing that so um yeah size larger that's important i believe and that, and this is also i just want to let everybody know if you're on the market for a dry suit and you're looking at a different brand the different brand might run different this is specific to nrs um ricketts had given us a heads up because he had ordered some gear that was entirely too small for him and he was like you guys if you go to do it at least try on your first round to size up one. And so we did, you know, we knew we could return it if needed, but um, luckily we found that that size, you know, did fit well. And if you get, if you have the opportunity, Brad and I didn't have the opportunity because we don't have any shops near us that actually carry dry suits in stock right now, or we might now, but at the time it's kind of hard to find a shop that does, but try definitely go try them on and when you try them on think about what kind of layers you're going to be wearing because brad and i were both wearing like multiple (laughs) layers underneath you know just because it like that water is still cold like it it sucked kind of because we were both i I know i was sweating like a lot before we even started paddling but at the same time i knew if i fell in i was going to be warm you know so that's uh that's key. So you you'll want to take that in consideration because that was the mistake I made when I wore those weight my regular waders uh, for that tournament in November, and I had the same actual same exact layers on, but those 
those waders are much tighter than what the dry suit is. Yeah. I could barely, I fell in the water trying to take a pee because I couldn't bend my legs. <laughs> so and yeah, I, didn't fall, I didn't fall out of the kayak. I actually fell off the bank into the water because I took a bad step and a rock moved and I couldn't move my knees fast enough to catch yeah. my balance. But should, should we uh, show everybody the uh, picture of my under uh, layers that I wore? <laughs> we, yeah, I'll post that up for the show post. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I'll put it right here on YouTube. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that was Brad's layering system for the day. But hey, it uh, worked, man. It was very warm. I was impressed. Yeah, it 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 does good. It's definitely good. It blocks the wind well too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of other things you do have to take in consideration. Like Brad said, his footwear was not good for it. The footwear I had was great as far as being a, it was a full on it's a full on wading boot but i think that maybe the nrs like the nrs uh boots what are those called again the boundary yeah. boots yep. i think those might work a little bit better in keeping your feet warm because they're made of neoprene um like so the wading boot that i have isn't it has no like liner in it like that um, I do have a set, a pair, like the ones I brought, the summer, the wet waiting ones that do, yeah. but those things are really hard to put on. Those are only, those are pretty much meant to be worn with like a thin pair of wading socks or no socks at all. Yeah. And that's for when the water is warm. But, you know, when you think about wearing waders, you usually have a neoprene booty that you are, that your feet are going over like into. So those boots normally when i wear those boots and the the water's cold i'm wearing a pair of thin wading socks wool socks and then a neoprene then the boot so i was missing a layer that i was normal or used to in a sense yeah um i'm definitely gonna invest in some of those boundary boots before next winter yeah you know they they look nice they look warm they look uh uh i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but I guess secure. Yeah, it looks secure. Well, they're old ones. A lot of people kind of complain about, but the renew the new ones that were redesigned are supposed to be a lot more secure feeling and yeah. strap on a lot better. So, see, I was using under the dry suit footies. I was wearing my uh, thermal socks and then another p- uh, pair of just random socks, and then the shoes I was wearing was just some slip on Vans. So that wasn't doing anything. I, I, I don't have anything else to wear with this uh, dry suit at the moment, so that was the only thing I had. But I could have used your boots that you had, but... They're they, hard to put on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, did, I can only imagine they're hard to put on over just the sock. It'd probably be really hard on a dry suit. Yeah, the, well, it, it would have worked. The thing was, is I don't know if you noticed, but the, the rubber booty part the foot part is you know like a latex it's similar to the gaskets and it's kind of on the big side like that was the one part that i was like all right these kind of seem excessively big yeah like there was a lot of room still so i think that would have been what was tricky was trying to stuff all that like into the actual neoprene part of that uh shoe so and those things are great um, I love wearing them in the summertime because I like to get out when we're in the rivers a lot. And so it kind of gives me a peace of mind of, you know, where I'm stepping. 
and some ankle support and that sort of thing. Cause I've twisted my ankle quite a few times, especially with fishing or like wade yeah. fishing. And so I, uh, knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Instead of rocking old tennis shoes, I started wearing boots. And I mean, even for a while, I was wearing like my waders even in the summertime. But, you know, it's kind of a personal preference. I know some guys will get in their kayaks and they're just rocking Crocs, but they don't really get out of their boat. So, but I like to get out often. So, yeah, same. Um, Yeah, let's talk about a little bit more about that, uh, the foot stocking on there. I, I feel like that's an important part of the dry suit so i i'm a size 10 and a half 11 shoe and it was still a little bit big on me yeah um, me too like you said trying to stuff that all into a shoe is going to be a little difficult uh, I, I imagine with the boundary boot it's going to be a little better but yeah. um yeah i do you, did you have any concerns about like ripping the stocking while trying to get your foot inside your shoe or anything no, but I could see where that would be a problem if you were putting them on like and you're standing in gravel and rocks and that sort of thing. So um, one thing that I tend to do just because my first pair of waders, I wore a hole in the heel of them. Um, I don't know, though, what it was necessarily due to if it was just wear and tear and they were a cheap pair of waders and it was just from sh- um, from like rocks being in my shoes. You know, that's in the boots because the boots that I had were cheap. Also, they were like field and stream ones and they didn't even last like four months. They start getting cracks in them. I used to get gravel in them all the time. So not 100 percent sure if that's where it came from. But I have a sneaky suspicion that from where I would put those on and be standing on like um, like a road, you know, like just concrete or gravel or that sort of thing and just maybe walking around. So. If you do get waders or dry suits, I recommend putting down at least a towel for you to step on and change into and try not to walk around like regular ground with them a lot. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, and then once you get them in the boot, it should be fine. But now nah, I didn't have any issues as far as like being worried. Now, uh, those NRS boots, though, being like mainly neoprene like that, that's a lot more forgiving material than mm-hmm. like, you know, the... the I don't know if they're leather or what, what those G3s, those Sims G3 wading boots are made out of, you know, but I could see the NRS dry boots or the NRS boundary boots being a lot more forgiving, you know, just softer material like that. So, yeah. Plus those boots, they zip all the way down. Right. And then you can tie them. Yeah. I think so. Something I'm, like that. Yeah. I'm not yeah. 100% sure, but I, I've, I've only seen like a pair of them in person, like once. I think Susie had them on. But she had the older model on at the time. They hadn't even released the new ones yet. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I'd suggest. Uh, if you're putting on the dry suit, don't stand on concrete or near rock or anything like that. Yeah. Um, what, what I was doing is I would put one foot in, uh, and then I'd put the foot that I had in the dry suit on top of my shoe. So I'm not putting it on the ground, you know. Yeah. And I put the other one on, then I'd do the same thing with the shoe, put one shoe on, and then 
that way yeah. you don't wear don't wear holes at all. Yeah, it's I've always I started carrying around an old towel in my truck all the time for that, just to be able to change like and have something soft to stand on. So yeah, and usually what I would do is just kind of sit on the edge of my door with my door open and put them on that way. So yeah, um, I, I was gonna mention this because David Foyt from uh, NRS, we had him on in an episode talking about cold water gear once. Uh, he mentioned to me, uh, getting the 303 aerospace spray and you can spray those rubber gaskets and it's supposed to help, um, condition them, I guess, like, like you would a leather. Yeah. So, so you're not like, for, so it won't like crack and stuff like to sun exposure and all that stuff like that. So he told me to use that on the booties and on the neck gasket to help uh, stretch it out and it will help protect it and prolong the lifespan of the rubber material yeah yeah that was a good point that he made because i don't think we had talked about that in a previous episode but let's talk about the neck gasket man that was (laughs) that was an interesting two to three weeks of conversations we had going on in which brad was on the verge of returning it because he couldn't stand it he kept trying it on and kept getting (laughs) choked out by his dry suit and um you want to tell people what you had try- attempted to do and kind of what what happened yeah um well dur- during the time we- well after we got the dry suit that week i got sick so um what i did that whole week i was sick i put a uh i don't have it in here anymore i put a uh, one of those uh, coleman jugs i think is a gallon uh it was probably like eight nine inches uh in diameter I stuffed that in there around in the neck gasket and then I let it set. I let it set for probably three weeks. I mean, I would take it out periodically, try it on uh, to see if it was working. Uh, I let it sit in there three weeks until it actually like was loose enough for me to wear. But the first time I put that on the night I brought it home, I put it on. I I thought I was going to pass out. It, It was, it was that tight. And uh, my wife was like, you better take that off. Your face is getting really red. I'm like, that's because I can't breathe. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember going – I mean, we were talking in the group chat with Pound and Finn, and I was like, dude, I can't do this. I can't wear it. Jason was making fun of me. You were making fun of me. I'm like, all right, man, cold, wa- cold water fishing's not my thing, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I-, I wore it like this past weekend. I didn't have any issues except for one. Uh, so I did have my face shield around my neck. I put my dry suit on and it was yeah. choking the crap out of me again. I was like, what's going on? It wasn't like three hours later. I didn't realize I, I just realized that I had that neck gasket in there still, or the yeah. uh, face shield under the neck gasket. I pulled it up and Justin started laughing at me. I'm like, that's why I was getting choked out, man. <laughs> <laughs> went three hours with that thing right under the net gasket yeah i see you know i kind of i had a similar kind of experience when we took them we took the boats out when it was cold out yeah and i had um i had this same sort of feeling too um i had stretched mine out i went and bought this like little kickball for the kids yeah but it was actually for me it's just going to be there is when I'm done with it. Cause I, I need to kind of keep stretching mine out some, 
But what you can do, like Brad's kind of referring to, is stick something in there, like coffee, like a, if you can find one, if you can find like the old school Folgers, like cups or cans, the metal ones, yeah. stick that up in there. But you got to be careful, man, because this stuff is latex. You know, you got to be careful with like sharp objects around it, that sort of thing, because you could see how you could easily tear into this. There's also a video out there in which somebody uses that looks like a cat, like some sorbet or something like that and they uh they actually trim it down um i don't know that i trust to do that mm. i'm afraid if i trim it that it might be in a it might make it too wide and then lose its effect but i'll kind of have to look into that and look at it like while i'm wearing it again and see if there's like room to do that but i had that same feeling man when i you know it's and Dave told us about that. He's like, you guys, it's going to be super uncomfortable first few times out. And eventually it's going to break in some and it's going to stretch out. So he gave us the pointers of using that. But I, I stuck this ball like way up in the neckline, like kind of right in the center of the ball to try to stretch it out. Um, it stretched it out some, but I think I could, I have a little bit of stretching room still left to be able to mess with it. Yeah. But do not use heat to try to do that. That was yeah. one thing Dave stressed to us. He's like, even, you know, he's like, it's super easy. Like when that thing actually starts to heat up kind of that, it, it'll probably melt like, you know, like shortly even a blow dryer. He said, yeah. don't use blow dryer either. Yeah. So, you know, look at that, uh, that some kind of lubricating spray, isn't it? Or something weird like that. Yeah. The, the, uh, 303, yeah. aerospace yeah this same stuff i was talking about a little bit ago yeah but so. uh i think the thing i don't like the most about the gasket even though i have it like you know stretched out somewhat is the height of it yeah and i think that's just due to the size that we got oh you know? okay but i guess i mean that's the trade-off for it so i'm thinking that might be shorter as you go down in size you know yeah, I, I would like to try to trim it, I mean, carefully. Yeah. I, I think I'd probably need to take off like an inch or two. But yeah. yeah. I don't know, definitely. maybe. It's, uh, yeah, it's something I, I don't think I'll mess with this year. I think I'll work on stretching it out this year, and if it's not to my liking by next season when we'll need them again, then I'll look into maybe trimming it down at that time. But I'm like, man, I'm... I only got to probably maybe like four or five trips left maybe in a year where I would need, you know, need to be wearing a dry suit. So, yeah, that's uh, a cool thing about the dry suits are, I, I feel you can wade fish with it too and be fine, you know? Oh yeah. So it's like, it, it doubles as that. I mean, I, I don't think I would just go out and slide down banks in it and stuff, but no, not at all. But, <laughs> But I mean, one thing also you guys would like, if you're in the market for a dry suit, look into making sure you get the front relief zipper, aka oh, yeah. if you got to go, you know, take a pee or whatever, just don't fall in the water like I do. But, you know, that's, that's an important feature. You know, it's not a must, but, you know, once you oh, try dude. to put on a dry suit, like, and realize how difficult it can, it's not super difficult, but it's just tricky and you know that uh front relief zipper is uh sort you know pretty much a lifesaver but that would to kind of go into that do you notice how heavy duty those zippers are yeah dude they're they're tough to open and close 
I mean, so for you dudes out there that have like the super nice coolers, like the soft sided ones, like I know RTIC, I have yes. one of those. Dude, it's exactly what it reminded me of is how kind of difficult those are. Now, the NRS dry suits do come with a bottle of like zipper lubricant, but it tells you not to lubricate the whole chain part of it. And I actually kind of, or if that's what you want to call it, it kind of tells you to do the docking area of the of the uh, actual zipper, if I remember remember correctly. But I need to do that. I haven't done it yet, but uh, it comes with paperwork. It, it tells you how to do it and what to yep. do. So yeah, um, yeah. I need to get I need to get that done. It, it is a little tough to open and close without it. That's for sure. Yeah, like it's it, it's kind of frustrating. Like I think I I got tired of trying to tug on it to get the close. I was like, Brad, can you start this zipper for me, dude? <laughs> and uh, but yeah. So but I mean, with that, you're like, all right this this thing's what that's watertight you know what i mean mm-hmm. you when you go to zip that thing you kind of realize but that's another important aspect is make sure you have those zippers closed all the way or you're gonna let water in so yeah you, you may that uh the relief zipper part I, I i think it's if if a dry suit doesn't have that it's a deal breaker for me man because just trying to get out of that thing and then like if you have to take a crap real bad or you got, or you got the freaking runs, and you're trying to get out of the dry suit. You're not gonna have a good you're time. You're not gonna, but you're not gonna be <laughs> if you have to have the runs, Brad. You're not using the front relief thing. Well, I know that. I'm just saying, like, but get, if you, you know, attempt to, please let me know. I need to get that on video. <laughs> no, what I'm just saying, like, to get out in general. But like, uh, you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they do need one on the butt though. That'd be a good idea. No, I'm just joking. That'd be but, really hard. Can you imagine trying to get that zipper on your butt undone? Yeah. In time. I actually, yeah. And then I trying to put it did, back, uh, and then you're like, hey, Eldridge, can you come over and zip my butt up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got to uh, try out the relief zipper this past weekend, and it was a success. <laughs> Even though I peed all over the zipper. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, but at least I'm dry. <laughs> And Justin's like, what smells like pee? And you're like, that'd be me. That's me. I peed on myself. No, man, it's my fish attractant. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's go over the uh, uh, wrist uh, gaskets a little bit. Made of rubber. Um, what'd you think about it? Um, I liked it. It didn't really bother me at all. Um, it kind of actually... Uh, the one thing I had to be careful of, and this is going to look into me looking into getting some different gloves. The gloves I wore were, um, they have the short fingers on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, yeah, they're made, they're the Cabela's. I don't know who makes them cause you know, most Cabela's stuff is just rebranded, but, um, it's a pair of guidewear gloves and they are. Uh, neoprene sort of material but they're not waterproof obviously there's no fingers on them but they have zippers on them and so i was real kind of freaked out about zipping up the the rubber gasket into Mm -hmm. my glove on accident and tearing a hole in it so i had to be real careful with that and so that'll be something i'll probably look into The, the gloves aren't bad for when it's somewhat warm outside but those gloves are bad for if it's cold, they have really, in a sense, no protection at all. 
This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So that was one thing, but they didn't; those didn't bother me at all, um, being on my wrists like that. I didn't have any like weird numbness in my hands or anything like that. So that was kind of that was something I was worried about because I have sort of poor circulation in my hands. My hands are always cold. So I thought that those rubber gaskets would possibly make it worse. And then I wouldn't yeah. be able to feel like bites, even though we, I think maybe you and I got one bite that we both didn't even hook up on. It was like something hit our bait and left. Yeah. But, but that was, um, that was something I was worried about, but I didn't have that sensation, no numbness or tingling or anything like that. So I know a lot of guys complain about the uh, wrist gaskets being too tight. I didn't have an issue. Uh, I thought it was comfortable. Yeah. Um, the thing I don't like about the wrist area though, was, uh, the little Velcro strap. I had a hard time having that stay like Velcroed onto the spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Onto it, your spot or the original spot. Cause, cause they're big. That cuff was pretty big. If you just had it, did you try to tighten it up? Is that what you I, ended up doing? Yeah, uh, I did. I did it both ways. I had it loose and I had it tight. But like, there's a little circle thing where the actual Velcro strap uh, connects to. I had a hard time getting it to stick because yeah, that like, that little strap is or that little circle part it mounts onto is not like your typical Velcro piece. It's more like a like a rubber. I can't explain it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And it's not a, a very big surface area either. No, no. I mean, it's just like a little, what, dime circle, maybe a nickel at, or a penny size at, at most. Yeah, yeah, probably. Like more like a dime, I, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I kind of, I didn't even end up messing with those because I tried the same thing to tighten it up. And I tried to stick it on there once and it just kind of popped off real easy on its own. So I was like, oh, well. Yeah. And I kind of just put it, like had it loose but i prefer to have i would prefer to have that loose you know it, i don't that's not blocking any water out even if you have that strap tighter you know mm -hmm. what i mean because it's really the gaskets blocking the water out so i really wasn't worried about that so yeah the, uh, the thing is when you're sitting out on a lake that's like in the middle of country and you're reeling your rod you hear that flap just going psh <laughs> hitting, hitting against the dry suit it was driving me nuts this past weekend but i could i couldn't figure out how to get it to stay so that's one of the cons i have about it not yeah. a big deal breaker at all though yeah i mean when you think about it it's 
you're wearing it overall for safety reasons. I mean, to be completely honest with you, uh, putting a dry suit and all that stuff is sort of a hassle. And it's, I mean, we bought them and they're bigger, but anytime you're layering up like that, it's uncomfortable, you know? So like, you've got to kind of toss all that out the window and be like, all right, is it better to be out here safe or comfortable? You know, and for me, it was about being safe. I mean, you and I talked to Mark about getting these dry suits and, you know, and you and I were like, well, we're missing out on a big opportunity to keep fishing all year round. And rip much the as shop. Yeah. And so, like, it, you know, it, it, that's what it kind of came down to. How can we do this and be safe? And that was the answer, you know. And, you know, I... I like it. Um, like Brad had mentioned before, I, he's used his twice now. I've only gotten to use mine once. So hopefully we'll, we'll kind of maybe revisit this here in the near future. If we get out again while the water's still cold, because I know we're still in the forties here. Yep, mid forties. Yeah. And our air temperature is still, uh, I think we're going to top out in the next couple of weeks in the sixties still. So we're still, you know, still in dry suit weather for sure here for at least a good another month, I would say. Yeah, even even up until a- April, I mean, we're gonna have like sixty. Uh, y- it'll be close, but y- you gotta take into account uh, the wind chill factor and stuff like Ricketts mentioned on the mixed bag and stuff. Right. It'll be close. I- I'll I'll definitely wear it still in April. I think. Yeah, I I don't think I wet weighted like in like normal kind of pants because I, I wet weight a lot yeah. um like I'll, I'll take little trips before work and stuff and not want to grab the kayak and i don't think i started doing that this year until towards the end of june because of how crazy the water was you know what i mean and i don't like to wet weight until i can kind of see where i'm stepping and when i say wet weight i still wear pants i'm not wearing waders though I'll wear like some quick dry pants and my wet wading boots and, you know, just a shirt and take a uh, backpack out and fish like that. But I didn't do that until like pretty late in June, just because the water was so dirty for so long and it was so, so high that I, I ended up still wearing waders for quite some time. Usually sometime in the beginning of June, once that water warms up, I, I I'll stop wearing waders, but not last year, not with how, how dirty and cloudy that water was. I just, I couldn't see where I was stepping a lot. So I don't yeah. know, the, the waders just give me this sense, false sense of security, I guess. But I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just heavier duty, you know? So if you rub up against some, some sticks and stuff like that, it's, you know, yeah. And you never know what's in the river too hung up, especially during that season or, you know, when you got rain like that you just you don't know what's hanging off a branch you know and granted if it's sharp enough it's probably going to cut in the waiter but it's just a little bit more material to have to go through in my opinion yeah 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 I come across alligators on the great mine <laughs> right <laughs> did you dang, hear about that them story dang, yeah them dang gators up near troy or piqua or whatever yeah people keeping them as pets or something and then dump them in the river. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. 
Yeah, they happened <laughs> and they found it. I don't know that they have found what they somebody spotted in the GMR, but yeah. I know that what they did find the one though that was in Twin Creek. And yeah. I know that wasn't an alligator, but it was something related to it. That's yeah, it's still crazy, but anyway, we got sidetracked there a little bit. We can get back to the dry suit. Um I'm trying to think what we could talk about. But one thing I kind of do wish they had was some like more color options. I mean, it was just for oh, ours, yeah. it was the blue and yellow, and I think that was it. Um, but you kind of understand that's how you can kind of keep your business costs down. You're start. I I think you're starting to see that with businesses more often not having like these extravagant color choices, unless it's a fishing lure company or something like that. But you know, because um, you you'll see that, you know, even with like the PFDs and stuff like that, when mm-hmm. you'll have like a certain color that just didn't sell, sell well. And, you know, if you eliminate the <clears throat> amount of choices, you don't have to run into having an overstock, you know, yeah. as a company. So. Yeah. The NRS Chinook only had what, like three colors, three or four colors this year, I think something like that. Yeah. Uh, our, our dry suit, uh, was only two colors, right? Blue yep. or yellow. Yep. Um, I, I'll mention this. Uh, everybody that follows me on social media knows that I got the red line uh, bonafide for my boat this year. Uh, Jay Randall commented on my picture. He was like, man, you're not going to look like a park ranger. We all said you could look like last year. And I was <laughs> like, well, di-, he said, you're going to look like a search and rescue guy. I was like, well, dang, dude, I should have got a red dry suit and a matching red helmet. And got out there on the water and acted like a firefighter. Or I mean, you know? dude, the, I mean, the yellow the yellow is pretty bright. We could probably still make you look like one if you really want. Yeah, that we could talk about that actually being seen on the water. Uh, so Justin was a good half a mile away from me this past weekend. He said he could still see me from where I was. I could not see him. He could see me. I was wearing because I was wearing the yellow and I was in the red bonafide. He's like, you stuck out like a sore thumb. I was like, good. That's what I want to do. That's why I bought the red. Yeah, yeah. That's it's definitely good. Like, and a lot of people question whether or not like fish can see you like that. You know, but I mean, yeah. obviously, I I don't know. I I have a cam camouflage boat and I've come up. And been seen by fish, you know, normally yeah. that's when the water's super clear and whatnot, but you know, <clears throat> I'm a firm believer, like don't, don't paddle straight into where you want to fish, Yeah. you know, go downstream and come upstream a little bit, you know, instead of just shooting right for the area. So, you know, it's, I don't think you'll have that problem as much on lakes unless you're like really kind of trying to get up close and personal. But overall, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. And, and, you know, and it's important in the wintertime for your dry suit. You know, that's <clears throat> that's a good factor that you have is that if, God forbid, if there was something that did happen to you and they needed to find you, you know, you're going to be easily seen, you know, mm-hmm. like you'd probably, you obviously, I think would be easily seen compared to the blue one that I have. Yeah. Yeah. They see me floating on top of the water. Yeah screaming get me out of here <laughs> it reminds me of the episode of the office where uh, uh a- andy's in the sumo suit and uh, he gets pushed into the water 
and he's just floating all day long while they have that little company picnic. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's funny. I'm trying to think anything else. Well, um, I, the cuff I was gonna... like, section of the boot that that was good and loose. Um, I like that actually. Um, you know, be granted. Brad's maybe an inch or two taller than I am. So when he was talking about he didn't have the cuffs dragging, I could see if I was wearing boots or shoes like Brad had on that might, they might drag a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know though, if that section, I'd have to kind of look at the construction of it. But if you did drag, you know, like a hole into the bottom of the cuff on the leg or at the near your foot, if that would play any a part of having any leaking. And I'm going to say probably not. Cause I think the, the, the rubber part of the foot of the booty is up further inside the pant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't think that would be an issue, but I'd have to kind of really take a look at that and see if that's a possibility because then i'll definitely want to make sure that i'm not wearing anything where it'll drag you know no no light shoes nothing like that they'd have to be like full-on boots to kind of fill out the cuff Mm -hmm. more like i didn't have that issue with the waiting boots i had on but those things are pretty beefy so we need to look into uh seeing if nrs like repairs gaskets and stuff I don't know if they do or not. Do you? Uh, I think they have the ability to, yes. Because I know those things are sewn in, like, up inside the pant leg and down in the neck gasket. Uh, they might be able to cut that out and sew a new one in there. I don't know how much it would be. I'd right. like to find that out. Yeah, I think they would be. I think they have the ability to repair that part, but not, like, say you got a hole in the actual uh, breathable material. Um, you could probably patch that though. Like you can with waiters. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I don't think they would, they'd have, it'd probably, if you got a hole in that and and you had a problem that then the dry suit would be kind of useless at that point, but I'm not a hundred percent sure either. Yeah. But definitely if you, uh, if you get a dry suit through NRS, it'd be a good question to ask them. Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to get him on again anyway because I I, I uh, feel like sorry I'm getting distracted by the group chat here, <laughs> but uh yeah I'd like to get him back on just talk a little bit more about all this stuff you know I mean, he's he's uh he's full of information on all this stuff it's awesome yeah and you know we'll definitely have him. Like maybe maybe we'd look at having him back on in the fall time when we get back in the season and kind of do a refresher about it and kind of go over. Cause I mean, you know, when we create content for the podcast and that sort of thing, we just had a discussion about this, like, you know, how we're always going to try to have something new and fresh, but the problem that Brad and I will run into is that we can only talk about so much stuff that we have experiences with, you know, we can get companies on here, want to maybe showcase their product or whatnot, But we try not to do that because we do kind of find value and be able to give use the equipment and give our opinions for the average person, you know. So um, but that is something that's important that I'd like to keep drilling every 
fall before we get into that cold water season for people to kind of keep reminded of. Because when Brad and I went out there, man, we saw some people out fishing that day and they were definitely not (laughs) wearing proper attire. Now, I am not one to judge anybody by any means who who's out there you know or whatever with anything for the most part i try not to i know as a human being it's really easy for us to slip into that but i know where like my background is and stuff like that i've done enough stupid and bad things in my life that i shouldn't really pass judgment but to be honest i was scared for uh, some of the guys that we saw out there and i'm like dude all they have yeah. to do is fall in and they are in a world of hurt because they're wearing jeans and a hoodie and basically things that are sponges with water and they it, fall in, you know. And not only does that suck for them, it also sucks for us because then we're having to deal with helping them get out of the water. And we have the potential to see somebody die in front of us. And that's not going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. It's it's something that's not to be taken lightly. That day... It ended up being 50 degrees, but the water temperature Brad and I got on our grass were, I think the warmest that we found was like 37.6, 37.7, something like Mm -hmm. that. And that was, that was the highest reading that I got that day. And so that meant that water was frigid. I mean, that's just five degrees above freezing basically at that point. So you hit that water, man, you're, you're gulping, you're gulping for air because, you know, just like Rick went over and his... It's cold water shock, man, and it—that's what will get you when you're not, um, you're not prepared. You don't have the right gear and layering on, and it wouldn't matter with layers. You need to have a dry suit on or mm-hmm. something that's similar to a dry suit. You know, even a wetsuit at that point would be much better. You're still gonna be cold, but you're not gonna get the shock initially. You know that you would have with just regular street clothes on. Yeah. Uh- like you said, I'm I'm not one to judge either. I don't like, uh, well, I I don't know. I wear my life vest. I I don't I don't want to come off as condescending to people, you know, because that just pushes people away from it. They're like, oh, I don't want to do that, you know. But I don't know. I, I wear mine. That that's all I can do. Just lead by example, that type of thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. Um, I I don't mean to sound condescending if I did. No, uh, I was just saying. Because yeah. I know a lot of people think we are when we say stuff like this. Yeah, we're not trying to be like that. It's just that when you get into kayak fishing or kayaking or anything whitewater like that, you know, kayaking, there is just, I mean, just countless stories every year that you read and hear about where somebody drowns. And when you're part of this community, it gets spread around a lot. You know, there's you'll, multiple people will post about like the same incident and you just read it. And then you comes to find out that that person didn't have a PFD on or whatever, you know, and it's just sad because I don't want to see anybody pass away from doing something that they love, you know, I mean, if, 
obviously if you're going to go out, it'd be, it'd be a cool way, not a cool way, but you're doing <laughs> something that you love, you know, yeah. but at the same time, you have friends, you have family that care about you and they don't want to see anybody get, you know, they wouldn't want to see you get hurt. And so if you make the right choices and wear the gear, that's kind of uncomfortable, but it's going to save your life. Like I'm not a big believer in the auto inflate stuff. You know, I've yeah. heard st- countless stories about them not working properly and you know, it's just, um, it is what it is. And it's just the further I get involved in this and the more stories I read, the more important it gets every each and every time. Mm-hmm. So that's why we preach this stuff. You know, I, we know that getting a dry suit is a, it has a very high price tag. And for people that aren't really into kayak fishing, they don't, they can't see the justification in it. But once you start reading these horror stories of people being out in cold water or even in the summertime and they don't have a PB, PFD on and they fall in and drown and, you know, it's just, you, you learn that, you know, it's not worth it. It's not mm-hmm. worth not spending that money, you know, buying the, the better PFD or, you know, or wearing it for that matter. You know, I mean, you can still buy a cheap PFD and it's going to save your life, but if you don't wear it, you have it stored away. It's not going to do anything for you. It's just extra weight in that boat at that point, you know? Yeah. I was going to mention the, this stuff's not cheap. Uh, I, the NRS dry suits, we're talking about the extreme models, uh, 800 bucks, I believe. Right. Yeah, seven ninety nine retail, something like that. Yeah. Um, Stolquist, they have a dry suit called the Easy Dry Suit, and it's about half that price. I believe you can get them on Amazon for like three hundred twenty five bucks. Um, it's a semi dry suit, so it has the uh, neoprene gaskets and all that, uh, which I keep hearing from everybody is a lot more comfortable than rubber. Um, you're not sacrificing much with the neoprene gasket either from what I'm told. So, yeah. I mean, you, you have the potential to still get wet, but it's obviously if, if you've worn neoprene before, you do know that it takes a while for water to kind of get through. So it's an option out there. It's a more cost effective, even the one that NRS carry, one of the ones that NRS carries is sig- significantly cheaper uh, by a few hundred dollars, I think. But Keep this in mind too. Um, in in season, when it gets cold, especially in like I think I saw them in November to December, all those dry suits went on sale. So if you're in the market for it, you know, pay attention in the shopping season. That I think they had them up. They had them up to like possibly, if I remember correctly, I saw twenty to twenty five percent off. And that's that's a big chunk of change, man. If yeah. you're looking at eight hundred dollar dry suit that's dang near two hundred dollars off of it and mm-hmm. you know you're getting a a heck of a deal for that you know because the dry suit that brian and i have is like a, a middle middle price range there's yeah. ones that go up you know i think in the twelve thirteen hundred dollar range that have you know made of gore-tex and that stuff so i think that's the ones the uh, search and rescue guys wear too yeah yeah but. probably but uh yeah it's um it's definitely something it just adds that extra security i guess you know to be able to get out there and you know be comfortable in the cold water situation so you know mind you that you still have to layer up these things are not insulated 
by any means. So, you know, with that being said, don't forget to layer up um, and layer up properly. So, you know, if you have questions in regards to that, feel free to reach out to NRS. They have great, great people that work with them that will share any information on how to properly layer up or even hit up like your hunting buddies, hunting guys. They know how to layer up properly like that too. So, yeah, you can even listen to the podcast we had because we went over that. Yep. Uh, I think that was back in November, October, yeah. November. So yeah, it was just, somewhere around there. Yeah, look for the David Foyt NRS episode, and that'll shed a lot of light on it. And there's plenty of videos out there, too, on YouTube about uh, cold water kayaking and what to do in cold water and that sort of things. So there's tons and tons of information out there. Just don't don't become a statistic for it. So it's not worth it. Um, you know, even when you, you think the weather's breaking and it's it's warm enough, but that water definitely isn't. So, I mean, I stuck my hand in that water and I couldn't keep my hand in there for fit more than like 10 seconds. So it was cold, man. It was real cold. I mean, I, I like, you know, we were talking about our feet being cold and that shed some light that I need to get some better quality wool socks for mm-hmm. sure. You know, as soon as I it was towards the end of the day and it wasn't. It was just my foot felt crampy, you know what I mean? Like my toes were kind of stiff and stuff like that. It wasn't something I couldn't deal with. I've dealt with it before, but, you know, over, I think we only fished for what, like four hours that day, four and a half, five hours maybe. Yeah. And, you know, I could see if we were out there a little bit longer, it'd start to get pretty uncomfortable. But, you know, that's just, you know, the, it stinks because, you know, the the better quality gear is going to cost you. But in the long run, a lot of times that better quality gear is built to work and to last longer, too. You know, those, mm-hmm. those socks that I wore that day were I I couldn't find the good ones that I had. And I just grabbed. I was like, I shouldn't be bad, you know, and, you know, they didn't work as well as my other ones do. So, yeah. Yep. Some good info there, man. It's a good episode. <clears throat> You just start winding it down. We're yeah. Getting, getting close. So hopefully, Brad and I, um, I just sold the Kusa. So, hopefully, here in the next week or two, I'll be able to get some GoPros going for me and Brad on some of these trips. And I'm hoping to, hoping to get a little bit of footage of me and Brad trying to squeeze our butts into these dry suits. Because <laughs> that, that well, picture you took of me trying to fit one over my head was yeah. priceless, by the way. I need, I need to pull that one up real quick. We need to use that for this episode, too. We should. It, here, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Cause I, right here. <laughs> Come on. There we go. <laughs> Did you see the comments on the post my friends made? They're like, Uh-oh. you look like when uh, Ace Ventura squeezed yeah. it out of the rhino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, but you know, that was kind of, I, I felt the same thing about that net gasket as you did. It rides up high. I think it's just cause there's an excessive amount of gasket for, for the size of people that we are. But I think I'll deal with that as opposed to being too constricted by the actual dry suit overall. You know, I, I liked having the multiple layers, um, especially if I get a pedal drive in the near future, I might do that's going to be, that's having that extra leg room and oh, not yeah. being so restrictive is going to be key. So, 
Yep. Well, I agree, man. I, overall, I think that suit's awesome. Very comfortable. Uh, once you get it broken in, man, you're good to go. Yep. I think the one last thing I do want to mention is, well, I got I got to do, give a shout out for Josh Smith because every time we talk about the dry suit, he goes, Brad, what's rule number one? What did I tell you? He said, always to look cool. And he says, I do not look cool in a dry suit. So <laughs> I, don't I just got to give him a shout, shout out for that because I think of him every time I put it on now. <laughs> uh, all right. Every time that we do that, we should start snapping pictures and posting them to him. Like... <laughs> Yeah, we'll be I, oh. we'll let him be cool, and we'll be the cool uncoolest kayakers out there we can be. That's uh, our goal this year. He can be the cool guy. We'll be the guy that catches the fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. He actually killed it the other day. Did he? Yeah. But all right, guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to another segment. You got anything else, Josh? Nope. I think I'm good, man. All right. Uh, guys, please stay safe out there. Stay healthy. We're in some crazy times right now. Uh, keep your families safe, healthy. It's important. Um, yeah, you guys have a good, uh, weekend, good Friday, good Saturday, Sunday, and we will see you next week. See you. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin get a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and fin shout out to our show supporters rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand the number one hunting and land management app. Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.